Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Welcome to Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday, presented by Cinematic Visions and another edition of Danny and Tim's Music Scene. Every other week we get together and just have a blast talking about music and music-related topics. We usually are all over the map. We're all over the map again. We're current. We're looking back to the past, and in many cases, both. Like the Rolling Stones, who are on tour now and have been on tour for well nigh over 50 years. And we've got Beatles news as they have a new book and ensuing documentary coming out. And Paul McCartney making some provocative comments, in fact, about the Rolling Stones and the Rolling Stones deciding themselves to make some news by retiring Brown Sugar as a concert staple. And we've got documentary observations and recommendations about Rita Moreno, who, of course, is involved with the West Side Story New movie from Steven Spielberg coming out later this year, and that should be fantastic. And she's still alive and kicking at 90 years old, and a great documentary looks at many issues. Of course, there's good news and bad news always in the music scene these days. The bad news sometimes includes venues that no longer can make it through the pandemic and other things like the Riot Room, an iconic spot in Kansas City that once was the hurricane as well and a great spot for local music and a hole in the wall of the best order and iconic figures like Patty Maloney the head of the Chieftains who in the past 24 hours has passed away we've got all kinds of things to talk about visit about as usual with Tim Finn insightful stuff from the man who's at in Kansas City magazine we'll talk about a piece he has there recently as well and you can hear him on 90.9 the bridge and you can hear him here every other week It's always fun for me, it's always fun for you, and we'll crank it up next, right here on Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday on the Reasonably Irreverent Podcast, and this time around, it's brought to you by Cinematic Visions. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent Podcast after this. Cinematic Visions has been an affordable solution for professional media production in Kansas City since 2003, offering award-winning video production and creation, as well as a wide array of digital and social media management services. From planning, scripting, filming, editing, and post-production, to delivering your product to a watching world, Cinematic Visions will provide professional and affordable services for you and your business with the necessary return on investment to make it all worthwhile. Cinematic Vision's goal is to unlock the power of storytelling through video and a strong online presence for your company. Beyond the numbers, they want to inspire and evoke your clients to feel and act. Let my friends at Cinematic Visions embed your brand where it belongs, in your customers' minds. You can find them online at cinematicvisions.com or with a quick phone call at 816-600-6300. Hey everyone, this is Matt Llewellyn for the 23rd Street Brewery. Thank you so much for supporting local restaurants, especially through this pandemic. And you know what? We're almost through it. At the 23rd Street Brewery, we have brought in a few more tables. You can wear a mask if you want or not. It's your choice. Other than that, we're open 1130 every single day. 
So come see us at the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence. Time to spend a few minutes with my good friend Jeff Dillon from Dillon's Heating and Cooling. And Jeff, what differentiates your company from others in the industry? Plain and simple, we're honest. We have integrity and we're going to do things right the first time. There's way too many companies out there that lie, cheat, hide things from the homeowner or customer. And we're not about that. It's kind of funny sometimes. I actually am so honest with some people. It kind of surprises them. But sometimes it's good for business. Sometimes it's bad for business. But ultimately, it's the kind of business that I want to run is an honest one. And that family way of treating things is part of your slogan. And it's also part of one of your great features that you offer to customers. Our slogan is like family. Our most popular maintenance plan is called the family plan. It's very similar to a lot of ones out there. The little tweak that we do to ours, 1% off for every two years, they have a continued maintenance plan with us. If they have a maintenance plan for 10 years and we give them 5% off, no questions asked. You can find out more about Dylan's Heating and Cooling and all their great range of services at dylansheatingandcooling.com. That's Dylan's with an S. The phone number, 913-214-1343. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. Every other week, it's great to catch up on the music scene with Tim Finn. We're going to talk about some local music coming up and not so great news, but 50 years on, 50 plus years on, the debate rages on, the Beatles are the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles are in the news because they have a brand new coffee table book out uh, Beatles Get Back, and it is produced and distributed and under the auspices of the Beatles, or the two that remain, or the Beatles Corporation, or whatever. That's in conjunction with the Peter Jackson documentary film about to get the making of Get Back, which was originally scheduled to come out in the theaters in December, but now is going to be a Disney Plus release uh, right around Thanksgiving. And Paul McCartney, doing a round of interviews for this, has made some waves by... His quote says, well, I know I probably shouldn't say it, but the Rolling Stones are kind of a blues cover band. So I don't know whether Sir Paul, who certainly has a flair for publicity, is trying for that. But that certainly is a provocative comment, is it not? Yeah. um, Yeah, it's a little overboard. (laughs) It's definitely, I think, provocation for its own sake. Um, Because we know... The Stones are certainly more than that, way more than that. Um, you could say they that's where they started. Mm-hmm. A lot of British bands. <laughs> like the Beatles. Including the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, but to dismiss their entire catalog as that is, yeah, that's that's just kind of silliness. But, um, and, and um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look well for Paul, sorry. Um, and I don't know why he would go that far, except, I think, to your point, he... Now we're talking about it. We're talking about the book and the movie and all that. So I I suspect that was part of his motive. Yeah, I think it is. And he's somewhat notorious also for being somebody who is a bit of a a spendthrift, which means he wants to look look after his money and certainly he doesn't need to. He he could just walk down the street throwing $1,000 bills out of his pocket uh, with every step. And, and certainly uh, be just fine, but maybe that's Probably part of it. for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think that is that is true. He also, uh, you know, I don't know how many times people want to have this revisited, said that it was John who was the responsible for the breakup of, uh, yeah. I think most people uh, really think that is uh, undoubtedly true, but he felt the need to restate it and say that he walked into 
a session and said, uh, this is like a divorce. I'm very happy. Uh, what, what's amazing to me is that, you know, you see the book come out and people are lining up to get it. And it's going to be the New York Times number one bestseller this Sunday, right off the bat. And not just people of the age when the Beatles came out. I mean, they are truly an enduring, uh, you know, unbelievable cultural phenomenon. And I'm, I'll, I'll say this, which is a bit provocative, given the fact of their, the length of their tenure and all that, I think they're, the fact that they have just st- stayed front and center is truly remarkable after all this time. Yeah, there's really um, nothing like them, at least in music, because you're right, they were around essentially for 10 years, maybe, you know, but seven full steam ahead right. of them putting out records and um, their evolution. No one evolved as spectacularly as they did. If you compare their first record to their final record and everything in between, you know, we've talked about this before. They were at the right place at the right time, as far as technology and studio production and all that, you know, happened and, and they were able to take advantage of that they got their hands on one of the first moog synthesizers you know that's that's fortune but you know they applied their brilliance to it and they brought in the perfect catalyst and george martin and off they went and uh yeah i mean there are kids in bands you know when i was writing for the star you talked to kids 18 20 year old the beatles were an influence they got into that music and started picking it apart and looking at it and go, wow, how, how did they come up with that? And uh, the more they learned about them, the more <laughs> amazed they were. And, you know, the more they just sort of became part of their, you know, the young kids, their own music DNA. They wanted to, uh, they wanted to digest as much of them as they could. So, um, yeah, I guess that's not surprising because that music, it's, it's, for me, it's never dated. It's, it can sound even more brilliant now as I get older and put it into a different context. So, um, yeah, I can't think of anybody who, who has been so, it's just their legend is so durable. And, um, I suppose, um, you know, the death of Lennon's death, the way he died and then George Harrison's death and, you know, in between he was almost murdered. Like there's a lot of outside drama and personal drama there that, that adds to their myth, but um, it all comes down to the music for me. It's just, it's timeless and, um, and, and yeah, everlasting. Well, I, I can't, well, I can, I can. There's many fine filmmakers who would do a good job with it, but Peter Jackson certainly is somebody who, I mean, his documentary about World War <laughs> One that he did last year was absolutely mm-hmm. staggering. And uh, so he's in charge of this documentary. I can't imagine that it's not going to be absolutely fabulous and it'll just be <laughs> in a couple months, just or in a month or so, just another remarkable step forward and piece of history to place in the Beatles lexicon. Right, because that movie, the, uh, the original documentary is very, <laughs> it's beyond sobering, it's drab and depressing and um, so... We'll see what his tack is going to be. Probably a little more uh, comprehensive and um, maybe, you know, bent on making things look better than, certainly better than the movie did, first movie did. But who knows? I'm really, really interested, like, you know, going back to what we were saying before, if it's about them, um, I'm interested. Like, 
involuntarily. I'm going to watch and listen. It's just, um, can't not look. So, yeah, just another big moment. You think there's been so many of them. You know, the Vegas show was huge when that came out many years right. ago. The Beatles one went crazy. It's just, just uh, they release everything on, you know, on, on, on mono. The, the seat. It's just everything, every moment becomes big because it's them and, and there was no one like them. No doubt about that. The Stones are on tour now. They're playing tribute to uh, Charlie Watts, and uh, they're they're covering their blues numbers. <laughs> but they're also not playing so far on this tour, Brown Sugar, and have decided that 2021 is not the place for that. And I can see that, uh, and I can also see people probably being upset about that. Of course, it's up to them. You know, um, I think... Most music fans, we have a way of putting things into a context of, you know, when did it come out, what was um, acceptable, and, um, you know, reading Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer, you know, right now is, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult for some people, but um, others are like, well, this is this was the time, this was the place, this is what was going on, so, but I, I guess I don't blame them, they have enough, they have enough music to... Um, to choose from and if they're not comfortable with it um yeah they don't sing it um i mean there's some there's a line in some girls i don't know if they're singing that i think they changed that line but um you know there, there's there are moments in in a few of their songs that they probably have to think twice about now and i don't yeah i don't it's just their call for me if they don't want to do it don't do it i will i will miss that song there's too many others that i like just as much Right, and the other part is, and in this case, most of the many of the songs that that, that you referred to or whatever seem to be sort of more like biographical. But uh-huh. but there are so many artists who put out put out songs that the the protagonist is a character; it's not them. And right. a lot of times, people get into trouble for you know, doing things or saying things as a character. And I, I think that's generally unfair, maybe not in this particular case with the Stones, but a lot of times it's not a song about me falling in love with Janie or whatever. It's whatever. Bill Jones, somebody who's not me yeah. and, and what his experience yeah. is. Right. It's, it's, um, it's a story. I don't know. It's, um, I guess you can, take it as seriously as you want it's all open to interpretation i i guess um um i i, I guess the the round sugar song um i mean yeah i i get completely why they they've withdrawn it from their set list um and but you know sort to, to another point there are things that even watching like episodes of the office now 15 years later Michael Scott says some things and I go, Oh wow. I don't think they would write that into the show now because right. things are different just since 2003, 2004. So, um, yeah, the context can change as everything else changes and the discussion, you know, just the general cultural discussion changes. And it's like, you know what, maybe we should leave that alone, whether it's him speaking the truth first person or whether it's, um, a character, um, let's walk away from that and, um, and do something else. And I know it bothers people and there's a lot of, a lot of pushback on that, but, um, you know what, as a white guy, I'm not complaining because 
you know, I'm, <laughs> I've right. had to deal with so much that I'm 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 going to listen and 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 uh, let let the band decide and you know let people who are offended by it speak and explain why. Speaking of issues like that, uh, my wife and I watched this uh, the documentary that came out earlier this year about Rita Moreno, and of course, at, oh, at around 90 years old, she will be in the new West Side Story movie, which is out on December 10th, of Steven Spielberg doing that, and that's very much anticipated. And this documentary was uh, produced by Lynn manuel Miranda and Norman Lear, which is very appropriate, and it talks about many issues about her being a young Latina and being, you know, and the times and a Me Too movement and how a power, how powerful a uh, person she became in, in that particular thing and, and advocating for mm-hmm. uh, the Latin community as well as women and, and trying to be empowered and her having to play Asian characters and Slavic characters. And she said she had one accent that right. she used, used for all of them. It's really a fascinating uh, deal. I don't know. It's not directly about music per se, but she's a, certainly a musical personality and a force of nature. I can highly recommend this. We watch it on PBS, but I'm sure it's you're able to consume it on many different uh, platforms. And and she certainly is an iconic figure who sort of reflected, you know, the struggles and times of trying to get work. And just uh, the uh, documentary is called "Just a Girl Who Decided to Go for It." And at 90 years old, she still is. Right. And I think, um, I haven't seen it, but, um, I, I will now. It sounds like, like you say, it's, it's about more than, um, music and a music career. It's about, um, a woman of color trying to succeed in that world and going, going back a ways when it was extremely difficult. And, um, there was a lot of pushback and a lot of harassment, a lot of, yeah, everything that, that comes with, uh, being a woman in general, but um, it's it's um, kind of to go back to what we were talking to before. You know, I I interview women for the a lot of women for the magazine that I write for, and um, every time I ask them, so what's it like now in twenty twenty? And you know, we're a new millennium, twenty years into it, and being a woman in the entertainment business, and everyone says, oh yeah, it hasn't. I mean, there's been some change, but there's still moments where you're treated like a girl. Like you don't know as much, and like any act of kindness you show is uh, actually a sexual overture, and um, it's pretty much every day, and you have to be ready for it. So, um, thinking about her, you know, sixty years ago, going through that, what it must have been like, and yet she didn't let it stop her, you know. And um, here she is, ninety years old, celebrating a great career. But um, yeah, it sounds like a um, like a really fitting tribute to someone who probably needs to be, or deserves to be celebrated more than she has been because she's a real, a real heroine. No question about that. And we'll talk about uh, you writing about one of those women coming up in our next segment and talk about uh, some sad news and time, you know, news that's reflective of our times as far as a local music venue and a little bit more and a tribute to a great a musician who just passed all that coming up next on Danny and Tim's music scene as parts of part of arts and entertainment uh, Wednesday right here and it's brought to you by cinematic visions as we get set for part two with Tim coming up next more of Danny's reasonably irreverent podcast after this it's time for another timely chat with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, many locations around Kansas City. We're headed to the fall. It's time for 
the youngsters to get active, but the parents are always active too. That's right, Danny. It is fall sports time. So no matter what sport is yours, we know that you want to play it at your best. And our job is to make sure you are feeling great, functioning great, but also performing optimally now and keeping you in the game. And you do that in a variety of ways here. We check out biomechanics, make sure everything is moving through chiropractic and our physiotherapies. And we also do some school physicals. Absolutely. And of course, you have chiropractic, you have acupuncture, you have a full range of services. As the name of our company is Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, we can take care of about anything that deals with any of those items. Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture. Learn more at asfca.com slash Danny. Hey, everybody. Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas, was raised on the values of respecting hard work. We run our company every day on that value set. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call, 913-257-5426, Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. It's time to tell you about a great opportunity to improve your retirement outlook by using the outstanding services of 401k USA. What the experts at 401k USA bring to you is an overlay of your current 401k plan that manages it in a far more proactive and responsive way. Too many retirement plans can be restrictive, but 401k USA brings far more flexibility to your plan to capitalize on opportunities and avoid downturns. It's simple and easy to find out much more about all the details on taking a close look at what the friendly experts at 401k USA can do for you. You can create more retirement wealth and a richer lifestyle by visiting 401kusa.org today or by texting to 816-844-6236. That's 401kusa.org or text to 816-844-6236 to find out much more. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. It's Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday, and every other week we visit with Tim Finn from In Kansas City Magazine and 90.9 The Bridge and various other platforms, and I'm never going to let one of these uh, situations go by without saying make sure that uh, you check out his Facebook page. It's always fun and musically enjoyable. Let's start off with a piece from In Kansas City from a couple of weeks ago as uh, you, you're you behind the music, which always such is great Q&A and uh, insightful questioning. Uh speaks with Talia Groves, a great local musician. Right. She um, grew up here, um, studied the arts and performance arts, um, went to New York to go to school, ended up getting an abundance of, you know, roles in, in um, Broadway and off-Broadway play that were plays that were off, what was related to Motown. Um, so she has, uh, she moved back here and um, started uh, kind of revived her her career here. You know, once the pandemic hit, she found ways to go to clubs and do shows safely and um, was really busy and really loving being back in Kansas City. But um, oddly enough, without a lot of details, she announced, she she posted a link to the the Q&A I did with her on her Facebook page um, and then it said, well, and I've got news. I've got a job that's going to take me out of Kansas City for a while, but I'll be back. But it's a really great role, and I'll say more later. So, 
yeah, in the meantime, her um, her career has received another burst, and she's going to. Well, I guess we'll find out. She'll announce it, <laughs> or, uh, or if <laughs> right. she has, if she has, I missed it. So, um, but yeah, really interesting. Someone who persevered, and um, you know, she again is a is a, a woman of color who, in the interview, talks about, um, yeah, just um, having to face that dimension of our culture pretty much everywhere she goes and um being viewed first as a as a uh, very attractive woman and then and then beyond that as you know a person you know who's who's um got other dimensions to her than just looking good and, and uh, being attractive on stage and um but yeah she's she looks like she's um she's got a lot going for her and um her stay in Kansas City will continue, but just not for a while. She's got something going on in uh, the world outside us. Always a great uh, read and a great take is uh, the behind the music uh, uh, interviews uh, that Tim does at In Kansas City Magazine. That's a great online product, behind the music to be precise, and uh, and obviously a great glossy magazine as well. And you talked about per- uh, persevering during the pandemic and some things thrive today uh, Kansas City Star did a big cover deal about restaurants that are surviving and in fact thriving uh, through the pandemic but some places are not going to be able to survive and one of those is the riot room formerly the hurricane uh, that's it's always sad when a, another place that people have great memories of and is uh, in, you know, influential and in keeping bands busy and things like that goes away yeah, it really was a um, kind of a, a music institution. When I moved back here uh, to Kansas City for good in 1989, I lived just west of, of uh, I mean, east of Main Street. So I would go to Westport on my way home from work and um, just drop into the hurricane and see who was playing. There was always something going on. And it was either, a, you know, an up-and-coming local band like Frog Pond, who I saw there for the first time. Anyway, so they really... Um, they really helped nourish the local scene when the hurricane closed. Two brothers, Tim and Dallas Gutch and Ritter, came in and rescued it, changed the name. Um, there were they are veterans of the local scene. They were in bands. They worked at venues, so they just pretty much took all the institutional knowledge they they absorbed and put it in to the riot room, and um, it became like it didn't really miss a step. They, they actually, you know renewed the place because the hurricane had been sort of slumbering and dying and um, they renewed it and um, one of the things they did in that, that famous circular bar they turned it into one of the best beer menus in town they loaded it with like brews and crap brews and so I mean the, the right room was like one of the biggest holiest holes in the wall <laughs> it wasn't where you went for the decor or the uh you know, or the bathrooms for sure, and it was it was a rough place to see a show because the stage was actually you had to step up to the stage. So if you didn't get there early enough to be right in front of the band, you were in the back looking at people's backsides. Um, so <laughs> you had to really want to be there um, to hear a band and get there early. Despite that, it was beloved. It was it was doing well. It always did well, and um, yeah, they couldn't. Um, when they closed, they, they lost 90% of their income. 
they did GoFundMe. They needed fifty grand. I think they got fifteen thousand, which was generous, but not enough. And then none, the federal money just wasn't coming through in time. And um, the landlord said, "I got to rent it to somebody else. I got someone who's interested." So there went. They announced it earlier this month, and um, not a blindsiding surprise, but it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, and we're all just hoping that there isn't another shoe out there waiting to drop because we know there were places like them that were in a lot of trouble and we're just barely hanging on. Yeah, we just uh, hope for the best and it seemed to be making some slight progress. We do see, you know, the vagaries of what's going on. A couple of big music festivals, Coachella out west has decided that uh, they're going to drop their uh, vaccination protocols and I think that that's a probably they felt like they were doing the right thing at first and then they're like well you know maybe we're not going to be able to make this go as well so there's still all kinds of vagaries going on as far as that is concerned yeah it's going to come down to how safe people feel you know it's going to be a personal decision if you're okay with going out there not knowing that someone next to you has been vaccinated or not i guess we'll see if it's worth it to you um yeah your choice but um yeah i'm not there yet for sure and let's talk uh, to wrap it up about uh, a great musician who passed away in the past 24 hours. The Chieftains, a long-standing, you know, and sort of one of those. I think everybody knows the name and maybe isn't familiar with the, the excellence. Uh, but Patty Maloney uh, passes away. Yeah, the leader of the Chieftains, who uh, was reading about them last night. They um, they started in 1962, so they were. Um, you know the Clancy brothers were were bigger back then, but they were they were folkies. They were um, they what the Chieftains did was more about the history of Irish music and um, and were around forever. They um, they just became like the leading ambassadors of traditional Irish music. And in a couple of the stories, you know, the uh, music critic in London compared them to the uh, Duke Ellington's big band and, and what they did with, with Irish music and how they made it, um, they um, preserved its traditions, but also made it contemporary and made it improvisational. And they had some of the best musicians in the world in the band. Derek Bell, the harpist, was amazing. Um, and um, they opened for the Pope once when he was in Ireland and the, to a crowd of like 1.2 million, which is considered the biggest, you know, music audience ever i can't imagine anyone will surpass that but um and they collaborated with a lot of people they um their album the long black male won a grammy and sold five hundred thousand copies and um there's a um i posted this on facebook their collaboration with Sinead o'connor on this great irish song called uh, the foggy do it's just absolutely beautiful and um yeah patty was a uh, was just a genius he was not just a world-class um player of the uh, the penny whistle and the Ulian pipes, but he was an arranger and a composer and a musicologist and a historian. And he kept the band thriving by just bringing in, always finding new material, some of it old and, you know, sort of exhuming it and bringing it back to the present. And I saw them three or four times. And, um, you know, you talk about, um, the Beatles and how they're, how they're, um, they trend you know, across so many generations, but, the uh, Chieftains did that in a lot of ways for people who otherwise don't listen to Irish music, and they were just um, such a thrill to see live. And he was so charming, and uh, they were funny. But um, 
it was um yeah they were the band that um brought into the fold of irish traditional music just a lot of sort of mainstream uh, music bands who who were there um maybe didn't recognize exactly what was going on but the live shows were just so dynamic and um and exhilarating that that they were there for that ride and so it's sad yeah he was in his 80s uh so he died in a hospital there was no cause but um i guess that will come out um but um he was such a firecracker on stage it's it's uh it's it's sad it's sad to see him go as you said though 1962 to now and 82 years 83 years old so a pretty good ride that uh, i guess we all would look forward to having right yeah i i think he's probably looking back going yeah no regrets at all i did i did it all absolutely the case well we don't do it all but we do plenty every other week tim always a pleasure no regrets and no absolutely no regrets or no regrets at all and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks sounds good danny we hope you enjoyed the latest danny kling scale reasonably irreverent podcast come back soon for something fresh and new this podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like nononsensehealthcareninja.com specializing in expert healthcare guidance and assistance for you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.